0: we You Are My Sunshine by Lucas Dykus aka The Bass Is Loaded. Hello everyone, welcome to One Bit Wonders. Today with us is Nico. Um, Nico, hi, how are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. I'm doing great. And you? Um, yeah, uh, really good also. Uh, we are discussing the art boy project um, and its multiple variants, um, the open source aspect of it, and so much more. Later on, we'll also talk about uh, UX, the UXM project and Noodle, a program designed for the UXM platform, which is for one bit uh, drawings and animations so uh, let's start with our one bit gizmo of the day which is our so any initial thoughts on it from what you've seen so far
1: um i think i've seen the the the, the product, the project uh, a long time ago I, I don't know where it came out but uh i've seen it quite a while ago and it's i've never bought one unfortunately but it's it just looks so cool. I mean, I, I love Game Boys like a lot of people and it's it just looks so fun. And the last version got tons of game on it. It looks like a really, really cool project.
0: Yeah, it does. And here's the thing about buying one. Uh, right now, it's kind of hard. Like there, um, it, it gets, um well uh sold out uh, kind of quickly i think they have a very small production of them um so uh, i the next batch of, of the arduboy fx which is the most recent one um it's apparently uh well you cannot order it right now but
1: um, yeah it's completely up apparently- it's completely yeah. out of out of stock on the on their website.
0: Yeah, so to kind of um, go around it, I actually asked the developers if they could send me a review unit to check out on this channel. So um, we tell people what to expect from it, uh, when it becomes available again. But I haven't gotten any answer from them so far. So yeah, I'm also uh, <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's quite unfortunate. I would have loved to, to just have, have, a, uh, have someone who've got it uh, to, to talk about it, it would have been so good.
0: Yeah, so we cannot give uh, first-hand impressions on the device right now but uh we can tell you about it uh it's a tiny tiny handheld um it's also super slim uh, and it comes with over 200 games inside the arduboy fx um that have been developed uh, by the community um throughout the years uh like it's been um uh, around for a while the original Arduboy. so the community has had plenty of time to develop games for it and actually some of them are getting even ported to the switch like there's one called circuit dude that has a switch version so yeah many developers um actually started developing games for these um super basic platforms and are now um pushing their games on more complex ones like say nintendo switch or um on steam all that stuff but the the platform itself um it's very limited but that's part of what makes it um tick um it's got a I think it's one twenty-eight by one twenty-eight uh, resolution screen or something like that. I think it's even slow. It's even lower, like one twenty-eight by sixty-four or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know exactly the 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 size of the or the resolution of the screen, but yeah, it's really really tiny.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some developers uh, have actually done some really impressive tricks to like fake three D on it.
1: Um, yeah, I've seen like some 3D. Uh, I don't know if it was a, like a dungeon FPS something. It just just quite impressive, honestly, for something which is the the size of a a credit card.
0: Yeah, um, it's something that really ha- uh, happens a lot with these sort of limited platforms like uh, Pico Eight. You've uh, ju- seen some? Well, I've seen. Some really crazy stuff um, on that platform, despite its very limited hardware. Um, we'll talk about Pico Eighty in another episode, maybe. But yeah, that's another platform that has had some really impressive developments by the community who are really, really pushing the hardware. Um, the same goes for the boy Like it's even less powerful than a play date and the screen is even smaller and still people are coming up with some kind of impressive tech demos for it
1: yeah it it, it kind of reminds me of the um the de- uh, demo scenes of like old computers like people who are making uh, impressive demos or games or stuff like that on old old computers and it's you you've got this kind of the same creativity of people just uh, pushing the boundaries of what you think is possible on the platform and just really impressive creative um, and yeah cre- creative minds right. and the, a lot of skills. It's quite impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. So there are um, other versions of the the Boy. Like, there's the first the Boy. Um, there's the FX that comes pre-installed with a bunch of the best games made by the community. And there's one called the Tetris Microcard. It's an officially licensed Tetris product that only plays Tetris. So um, I would call that slightly unfortunate, to be honest. Um, I like devices that can do a lot of things. Like even if it's just games, like that it can play... A bunch of games, like just
1: one feels very limiting. Um, Uh, But from what I understand, the the Arduino FX is just like the the base Arduino with um, um, yeah a mod chip, a chip on it with uh, a lot of games on it, and I wonder if you can. I have no idea if it's possible. Maybe use this uh, mod chip on the Tetris one. I have no idea if it's possible or not. I would be really curious to see if it is.
0: Actually, I think you can. But the thing with it is that it has um, this sort of... um, Yeah, the screen is uh, like... On a different orientation. Oh, so it's okay. Vertical instead of horizontal. So that will would kind of make games uh, sort of uncomfortable to play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some people are are really excited about a device that can just play Tetris and you can pack it on your pocket. But honestly, I find the FX much cooler because of the huge amount of games you have on it. Um, Like, uh, Tetris is a really great game for tiny sessions, but um, having a device that only plays Tetris, yeah, that that doesn't quite cut it for me.
1: No, and I think I would have preferred to, I mean, this is basically kind of the same same console, just uh, in a different orientation. uh, And the the screen, like you said, is, uh, kind of in a portrait mode. And I would have preferred to simply have this configuration and be able to put all the games on it. So just being a limited to Tetris, it's yeah, it's kind of a shame.
0: Mm-hmm. They also have a Pac-Man um, kind of Ardu that Well, it's not an Ardu it's called Pac-Man Micro Arcade. So that one has a color screen. Um, okay. Yeah uh but again uh i think it's very uh underused uh because you get just one game and that's it uh i feel the same way about nintendo's new game and watches like they just have three games and that's it like i would rather uh, have something on my pocket with much more than that like um it's a cute toy at best if it just got one game, but um, it's not really like a fully fledged console. Like not even by nineties standards when you got only one and that's it.
1: Um, yeah, it, it, and like you said, it's kind of a shame to. I mean, you've, you you put you you made a, a machine, you made a a console, and it's quite a. It, I don't know. I don't really like this idea of you you made this console entirely, this new console, this new stuff, and you just limit it to one game or like a few games. It's... No. I don't really like it at all.
0: Yeah. So, I think um, uh, it may be, It may have been a smart decision um, for them to take contracts with Namco and the Tetris company to make devices exclusively for them. Oh, absolutely, um, I'm yeah. sure they pay them quite a bit. <laughs> um, but uh, for the customers, um, I think um, that's a device uh, uh, isn't really that appealing. Like unless you are the biggest Pac-Man fan and the biggest Tetris fan, like. Um, other Like, if you're not uh, in one of those categories, like, um, those devices are probably not going to cut it. Like, you're going to have some fun for a while, but it's probably not worth keeping in your pocket uh, for more than a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So um, let's uh, go back to the Boy effects, because I think... Um, that particular console by rduboy is brilliant like um the fact that it comes right out of the box with 200 games um it kind of reminds me to of family clone consoles uh, where you you get you got one cartridge with bootleg versions of uh, a bunch of games by the way speaking of bootleg we are covering uh the devolver bootleg game um on this episode so stay tuned for that um, yeah, uh, what I really like that with other boy FX, you have a tiny console that already comes packed with games. So uh, if you have one in your pocket and you're gonna uh, be waiting somewhere for someone for a while, or you, you or, or you are just um, gonna have tiny breaks in between. Um, uh, work sessions or something. Um, I think uh, for that, ArduBoy FX is probably a brilliant device um, because uh, it also has a really decent battery because these games are not very demanding. Um, this tiny battery manages to pull off uh, 8 hours nonetheless. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, that's pretty impressive for uh, a device that is basically the size of a credit card.
1: Yeah, um, that's quite impressive. Uh,
0: also, the packaging is just gorgeous. Like, um, they, it seems like they really put a lot of their um, design passion into creating a cute packaging that uh, you probably uh want to keep because of how uh nicely it's put together like it's got um screenshots of some of the best games uh so you got a lot of one bit art uh, all over the packaging and it's also set up like kind of um letter so you open it up um a bit like that and uh, it has a lot of um cute messages inside and it's um i mean it's just brilliant the way it's put together i would love to unbox it myself but unfortunately i have only watched it being unboxed by other people like retro rob a youtuber who is dedicated to reviewing these retro sort of niche devices um but yeah uh kudos to the uh, Arduboy team for creating such a cute package for
1: it, yeah. I mean, the pack- packaging, I mean, uh, it, I would say it's not okay, it's not more important than the product, of course, but uh, <laughs> it's still quite important to, I mean, it, it's the first feeling of the product you've got you, you before opening, before playing the, the console, you. You, you you have to enjoy the box and yeah it's it's quite a nice box and I would love to and first I would love to to own uh, an Arduboy Boy effects but uh, opening it it yeah it must be quite satisfying
0: yeah for sure and also um, with Arduboy, Boy uh, you are getting into kind of a development platform with one uh, not just a gaming console so. It's kind of a dev kit by itself. Um, so yeah, if you get a Switch, you cannot develop games for it. You need another uh, device uh, specifically targeted for that. Um, and it's usually more expensive and you need to get a license from Nintendo. And With the Boy, uh, you can just pick it up, connect it to your PC and develop games for it or mod games that have already been made and change some sprites um, change some level layouts and make something really cool out of it um, i think that's great uh, especially for um children who are getting into programming um, having like a game boy that you uh, can not only play but make games on uh, i think that's really cool
1: yeah, this is really... I, I love this kind of things, like uh, last time you talked about the, the play date and Bitsy, and um, with the other boy also, you've got the, the this feeling where you, you can make a game, you can uh, learn learn how to, to code, how to make stuff, and directly play it on the... Um, with like a physical console instead of just on your computer, it's way more satisfying, and especially for like you say, like kids. Um, there are a lot of there, there are a few uh, electronic uh, electronics projects or um, stuff that are made specially for kids, and uh, all this stuff are uh, I, I just love them. I I don't have kids. I don't. Um, I've never tried this, uh, all of these uh, projects, but I just love the, the, that they exist and that they, they, they let peop, uh, people and, uh, and children be creative and also learn quite important skills. I mean, the coding is quite cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also, Ardeboi um, uh, also promotes um, not only open source software, but open source hardware. Um, you can actually make your own Arduboy. Like it's probably not gonna be easy, but it's doable. Um well it's gonna it's probably easier than than building your own switch or something like that. But yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> You can build your own Arduboy. Um and I've seen yeah.
1: quite I've seen quite a few like uh, modes or um, uh on my screen I'm seeing like uh a crank mod, so it's some to add a crank like on the the, like on the playdate.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, and there's also um, Artu Boy themselves are selling something called Artu Boy Nano, which is the bare PCB um, on top of which you can build the entire console. You're still gonna need the screen, the buttons, and all that, but the. Like the brain of the consoles, of the console is there. Um so, oh, that's, cool. that's cool. Yeah, there's actually only 18 of them in stock right now. So yeah, they have very limited quantities of this thing. So yeah, the, there's no full Ardubois right now in stock, but there are Ardubois Nanos, which are the PCB on top of which you can build your own Ardubois. Um, Yeah, they have just 18 of them right now.
1: Yeah, it's really a limited uh, production for something I've seen. Uh, I mean, I've seen the the, uh, people talking about this console quite a lot a few years ago, and um, it's impressive that the the team is so small and the production is so small.
0: Yeah. um, um, we, We really like talking about these sorts of hardware um, projects on one-bit gismos. Um, right now, uh, R2BOY and um, Playdate, and on the next episode, let me just tease it, we'll be talking about Frankie um, by SQFMI. Um, you can already Google it and s- search um, about it, what it's all about. Uh, it's very similar to Arduboid, but um, it's much more modular in, by design. Um, but okay. that, 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 that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, but yeah, it's another uh, topic I'm really, really excited to talk about. Um, we're probably going to invite the one of the creators behind it. So that's going to be really cool.
1: Oh, I that's quite you- exciting.
0: Yeah. I wish we could do that for Arduboy, but like I said, um, uh, it's really hard to get in contact with them or get a product. Um, it's very, very tricky. So, yeah, uh, trust us, we've tried, um, but it's kind of hard. Um, so, but yeah, we'll also probably record um, our unboxing of the Arduboy and our first impressions um, once we got it in our hands. But uh, for now, we can just uh, talk about what we've seen, uh, what we think of um, all we've uh, seen about it, the games, um, the project itself. Um, well, we, we've done all of that uh, in this episode, I think. Um, so, uh, any last thoughts on the Art of Void project?
1: Um, not necessary. I just love the fact that this exists and that a lot of I mean not a lot that that a few different new um hardware or console projects uh exist. Like you you talk about this one, you talk about um uh the play date and I, I'm just super happy that this uh smaller, more indie uh console exists. This is quite exciting.
0: Yeah. And it's uh also really good that um, there are these very open platforms where you are not limited by what the company behind it wants you to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the case of the, um, the game and watch by Nintendo, um, I've heard it's really tricky to hack it. So like without the Boy, like it's designed for it and i and i find that really cool with hardware um i like that openness that transparency um and yeah um i hope more companies like um where were like that um the big ones like nintendo or and sega are really guilty of um limiting their um consoles or like their mini consoles um to just do these these couple of things and that's all you can ever do with it and i think that's uh, an unfortunate uh, design reality and uh, we should strive for more open hardware and software um so our devices have uh more usefulness they have a life where they can do much more than just this one thing the company designed it for. and Yeah, I, I, I really support this kind of hardware. And I hope um, we get more things like that and less things like um, the Sega Game Gear, the Micro, I think it's called, or the uh, Game & Watch Anniversary Editions um which are um yeah very limited uh, I, I i really think we should be the other way around we should uh empower creativity um with our products um instead of uh, trying to limit them as much as possible so we can just make a uh, hundred different versions of them and sell all of them to an addicted collector Um, i think that's not a healthy way to design things so yeah i'm all for open projects and i've been going on and on and on but i just wanted to uh, leave it with uh, that sort of um, analysis on the situation of hardware and where uh, i think it would be healthier for the world to push it so
1: yeah absolutely okay. I, mean, I mean i i've let you uh talk, and talk because just yeah i agree this is um we should of course go to more openness in terms of both in terms of software and hardware
0: yeah uh, absolutely and um speaking of openness um we have a very open project well, by um, 100 Rabbits uh, for our 1-bit tools section. Shall we move on to that? Yeah. Okay, but before that, our one-minute review on the Volver bootleg. The Evolver bootleg is what a dubious 101 clone cartridge would have looked like if the Volver was as big as Nintendo a couple of decades ago. It's somehow both a self-deprecating parody and a celebration of some of the Bulwer's greatest hits in the form of a D-make compilation. Why is this related to One-Bit, you may ask? Well, Going Soft from Gato Robato is involved, the little Hidden even has its own mini-game, and there's a D-make of Downwell. Yes, a remake of a game that was already One-Bit. Huh, if you think about it, Gattro Robato's 8-bit bootleg could be considered a graphical upgrade. Now, in terms of content, it won't take you more than an afternoon to see most of it, but that doesn't detract from the charm of this whole package. Just for full transparency, Devolver provided a digital copy for this one-minute review. Now, back to 1-bit tools. So, for 1-bit tools today, we are gonna cover the UXN project by 100 Bravits, who I'm also trying to get in contact with. Fortunately, I have managed to get messages back, but we just haven't um, cleared up a a deadline to meet each other and really, really talk in depth about the project, but UXN is basically a development platform um, designed for artists, um, coders, and for really all sorts of computing projects that require minimal hardware. And um, The thing about UXN is you can run it pretty much um, everywhere. Like it runs on anything from a Raspberry Pi Pico to a Game Boy Advance, a Nintendo DS. It's kind of crazy,
1: really i mean they are if you if you know more about one hundred rabbits they are quite impressive i just i i'm really constantly impressed by their projects uh they're really cool people um I don't know if you know a lot of if you know more about them
0: oh yeah i have uh ever since I met them i've uh through their wikis and i've just uh, <laughs> browsed their pages sort all around them um, so yeah i do know quite a bit about them um, uh, they have an itch.io page where you can download on um, most of their projects and they also have an official page which i'll link in the description where you can read more about their story and all that um but I would rather cover that with a member of 100 rabbit Yeah, no, yeah absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so uh, right now um, we'll focus on UXN and Noodle. So Noodle is a tool they designed for one bit um, drawing and animation. and It's absolutely fantastic because you can uh, do it from with a ds for example and it reminds me a lot of um Flipnote or picto chat uh, yeah so, <laughs> so it's really really simplistic but you can do um a lot with it if you are passionate about one bit art so there's um a lot of really cool drawings made with the tool already um here's one thing about uh things designed by by 100 rabbits they are extremely minimalist and that's and i I think um their designs are really really elegant like their user interfaces and um They are so well optimized for devices with low memory and they do just what, like they can do exactly what you want um, very efficiently. Like um, there's also tools for sound design and for writing. And yeah, the UXM project in general is something I'm really excited about. So, yeah, um, Noodle uh, in particular. Uh, I think I've said it already, but yeah, it's their one-bit painting tool. Um, it's super, super awesome, and I've seen some really awesome designs made with it already. I'm fascinated by it.
1: I mean, like like you said, on on most of the uh, of the the tools and projects, you 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 really feel this idea of fuck it, I'm going to make my own tools and uh, it's going to make exactly what I need to. I need it for. And yeah, it's it's super minimalist, super elegant and you feel both there. I mean, they are both um, coders and um, artists at the same time and you, you can feel it in their tools and it, most of the tools I've used from them are, are just quite enjoyable to to use just because that there is you you cannot really get lost into them it's clear it's uh there is not tons of options it's just there and it it does what you want it to do just quite impressive and um yeah I i haven't i haven't used it yet uh i haven't used noodle yet but i really really want um to try it on a on a DS that must be just yeah that must be quite cool
0: yeah and also speaking of open source tools um i didn't uh, make the logo for the um, podcast on noodle i actually used libre as sprite which is like a sprite but it's based on the last open source version of it and it's been uh, and it has some improvements over that version to make it more like the newest one, but yeah, it's like a little behind. But it's quite usable if you are doing basic pixel art. Um, so, but maybe in the future I'll I'll try um, Noodle uh, just because of how um, straightforward it is. Uh, I think it's something I would really enjoy using and. Um, well uh i don't I don't know, yeah, I think I talked about this on my previous episode, but my 3 ds is hacked as hell. so <laughs> I have, I have all sorts of emulators i all sorts of programs that no one's supposed to be using there, but I'm, I still am. Um, it's my primary platform to play quake on. So, oh wow, <laughs> okay. Yeah uh so when i'm on the go sometimes and i'm bored i just pop out my 3ds uh, and get playing some quake slashing some um horrors <laughs> and yeah um i really like the homebrew community for it um so I, I haven't yet managed to install uxn or any of its roms on my 3ds but it's definitely something I have planned. Like um, I have everything from text editors, like old computer emulators, and all sorts of stuff. Of stuff packed up on my 3DS, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing um, things with UXN on that platform because um, having uh, two screens. Uh, it's actually something that is just very recently coming back with uh, platforms like the Surface Duo or the, uh, how was it called? The Samsung Fold and Flip. Uh, but yeah, clamshell designs, uh, I like them a lot. And I think they are yes yeah. underrated. <laughs> so be- because you get a lot of protection from the clamshell and also a lot of pocketability. So you don't have to worry about... Uh, getting it inside of a case because it is the case itself and i think um, that's something uh, that i really appreciate on gaming platforms and pocket computers um so yeah I, i i'd rather have that than have exposed joysticks like on the nintendo switch like the switch um it's a great console but it's a nightmare to pocket um because of uh, how large the no like uh, how much the sticks will stick out um sometimes i'm afraid like i might drift them when they are on my pocket or something i don't get that fear from clamshell designs so i think they are excellent pocket computers for um
1: yeah, for that reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I've never uh really thought about it. But yeah, the, the, the DS is probably one of the best. Um I mean the DS and the the the, the other like the three DS and all, all of the others. Uh the, this is probably yeah, probably one of the best console uh possible in terms of pocketability. Um because yeah, it's protected. It's uh, fun to use. It just yeah, it's just a really good console and uh, this tool in particular on it. And uh, I mean, the, the other tool uh, made for the the DS uh, through the the ombrew community. It just yeah, I've never really been into that crowd or that um, yeah, I've never really really tried it all that much, but. It, Now, I I think I want to. I really want to.
0: You know what's funny? You can also use a Game Boy Micro as your computer with UXN.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. That's just so cool. The the Micro is so tiny. Just just the idea of it. I I love it. I love it. It's absurd, but I love it.
0: Yeah, the fact that you can use like such um, uh, unorthodox platforms as semi-professional computing devices with uh, lightweight systems like Uxn is kind of fascinating <laughs> to me.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Um...
0: It also ties a lot with the idea of perma computing. Um, in case you haven't heard about it, it's the concept that, um, almost any machine, um, can be, um, used to some extent. Um, and I've seen, for example, doctors with windows 96, (laughs) windows nine, no 96, 98 machines, um, who just use it for. Uh, worth processing and you know what it can do that just fine like, yeah they already have a uh, phone on their pocket but it's not the best machine to type on so they just go to their windows 98 computer uh, and they um, do some documents on it and maybe later like uh, for all the networking stuff like sending um, the, the documents. It themselves through email and that um yeah maybe for that you're going to need another computer because the web nowadays is kind of heavy um but for basic like document editing and even some um other tasks uh like well um spreadsheets um you can basically use almost any device made in the last what uh, thirty years, and um, or even
1: forty? Um, yeah, even forty. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's. Um, I I think we should really push that perma computing um, uh, philosophy more because, especially in an age where companies want you to ditch your phone every year, like it's insane.
1: And that's why I love the idea of. Um... Having um, emulated uh, consoles or things like um, uh, yeah the Uxn or um, the virtual console that's what I was trying to find um, uh, all the virtual console I just love the idea because you can play a game on different uh, computers that are that have a different system on it and I want to see it more and more because you. Yeah, it's it's just quite satisfying to be able to use the same software everywhere um, without needing a lot of resources because all of this um, uh, is quite lightweight. Um,
0: Yeah, and the same goes for uh, Game Boy games, which have now become really easy to make with things like GB Studio. Um, so, uh, you can basically play them anywhere. Like you can play them on the original game boy. You can play them, um, maybe on an older flip phone. If you really want to, um, you can play them on a DS, um, and a lot of these, um, well, it's, it's cool to have, uh, these sort of almost universal platforms, um, so that, uh, yeah, games designed for them can run basically anywhere. Like if you have a Switch game, well, too bad. You, you either need a, a Switch or a really, really beefy phone or a computer. Like Even if the game doesn't have high requirements, um, to do the emulation, you need a lot of power. So like when games are developed for old, older consoles that can basically be emulated anywhere, Uh, you get a lot of accessibility with that um, particular game. Um, For example, um, there's this game coming out called Good Boy Galaxy, which uh, will be released um, for Nintendo Switch for PC, but it will also have a GBA ROM. So (laughs) any device from the last 15 years uh, can play Good Boy Galaxy.
1: Yeah, and I can I think... play it on a, on a GBI, I can play it on my phone, I can play it on a DS, I can play it on probably most computer I've got around here. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, I, I love it.
0: Yeah, and that's also something I really like about the homebrew community, um, especially when they design for very old hardware. Um, what they are doing is um, making uh, games or software that uh, has a very sort of universal compatibility to it. And the same idea uh, is behind the UXN project. Um, it's designed to run again on basically um, every um, IoT device or um, any uh, old console or whatever uh it's designed to do um almost any basic computing task um you want like you're not gonna be web browsing or not not gonna do some heavy image editing but if what you want is to um write or play the play something like um an interactive fiction novel or um I don't know, something that is um, basic in terms of computing, but that can really, really be fulfilling uh, for someone to do, um, yeah, then that platform UXN uh, is for you. and I think that's um, excellent that we have that uh, in times like this when um, hardware requirements get unnecessarily higher and higher for everything.
1: Yeah. And what I love is that they deported ported a lot of their their tools to this uh, UXN virtual machine. Uh, they ported a lot of their their, their tools, so you you can write, you can create uh, music, you can create uh, sprites. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's impressive, and I, I I would love it to 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 have a lot of people d- developing stuff for it because this is. This is an impressive project.
0: Yeah, you basically have a fully featured um, low-res or low-fi design tool for um, any computing device um, you have around, like whether it's on your pocket or it's a huge machine in your basement, like, I don't know, a very old Macintosh or something like that. it's really cool that you can actually do um, art on it and you can code on it. And um, yeah, I think um, that really uh, broadens um, computation to a lot of people. And I think we should really push for accessibility like that in computing instead of, going for arbitrary requirements like Microsoft's TPM module requirements recently and all sorts of stuff like that. I think we should uh, go against it and push for um, uh, for platforms to um, be useful for as long as they can.
1: Yeah, this is kind of a minimalistic approach uh also and yeah the, the, I just love the, the, the philosophy of um of this group of people and other people around them um that do these kind of things and also use old software and this one you can use it on all the computers, all the all the stuff. It's this is kind of a an interesting way to see um, to see uh, software in general to, to approach it. It's kind of more limited in a way also, uh, but it brings a lot of creativity like always with limitations and uh, just love it. Just love uh, the, the, the idea around it, the, the old philosophy around it. And yeah, quite exciting to see this project
0: yeah um I'm also quite excited as well and um any last thoughts on it or um uh something you want to leave the audience with um,
1: um not really i mean i just yeah, yeah you just did,
0: <laughs> you just said uh, like a lot of um things yeah so um as for me um yeah i Again, we're not saying like uh, new technology is bad or that ray tracing is evil or anything along those lines or that cloud computing um, or demanding programs are necessarily bad. Like um, these are also really useful tools. And of course we are not uh, expecting them to be available on hardware that just cannot run it um like sometimes tech is like that like you cannot do um there there are just some tasks that are pushing a device too far um so i i think we should uh embrace both the cutting edge and the old technology so we have uh, like a lot of um usability still on the devices we have already made, but we can also look towards a future when our devices uh, can do so much more, like um, maybe, yeah, like all those cutting edge features like um, ray tracing or deep faking that you are in no way, shape or form gonna do on a Game Boy.
1: Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, we should look both ways. Like, we should look towards the future, but we also shouldn't be like abandoning or discarding old hardware because of it. Uh, we should also try to salvage it. And that's where the concept of salvage computing comes up. And that's something you can Google, or we may talk about it on future episodes more in depth. But, yeah, I just wanna leave the our audiences with that. like just because a device is old doesn't mean it's useless. Like sure, it's not as useful as a much more powerful capable device may be, but it may still have uh, some juice left in it, and I think that's uh, something valuable that we should appreciate, and we shouldn't just trash those devices. Uh, When they still have a lot to offer.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, So anyway, uh, where can we find you, uh, Nico? Uh,
1: Mostly on Twitter. I'm just going to uh, quickly find Um, the. the It's not
0: necessary. We're probably uh, we we can leave that in the description.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'll
0: leave links for uh, Nico and me. I'm also on Twitter. You can reach me there if you have questions or you have suggestions or you wanna be a co-host or a guest on any episode. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been really nice to have you here, Nico. We'll also of course be linking our and the um, UXM Project 100 Rabbits, all of that in the description. Um, it's been a really uh, nice episode to record together Uh, thanks a lot everyone uh, for tuning in we really appreciate your support, we are about to reach 400 listeners which is really exciting um, for such a tiny project and yeah, um, it's been really nice to have you uh, listening with us and maybe even communicating through our social media channels um so yeah see you next time see you to finish off another song by lucas dykus aka the bus is loaded this is spacetown